Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Morgan Rector, host of the Human Monsters True Crime Podcast. Do you find life boring within the comfort zone? This is the right show for you. It will test your endurance. The offenders profiled are among the most inhumane. These people specialize in the unthinkable. Human Monsters, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Every Town. Thank you guys so much for tuning into our podcast. If you guys enjoy listening to Every Town, then I wanted to let you know that there are always a video component to each episode over on our YouTube channel called Scary Mysteries. They're really well put together and put faces to the names, so you can always head over to our Scary Mysteries YouTube channel if you want to view them. There's also two other videos that come out on our YouTube channel each and every Monday and Wednesday where we cover strange and creepy stories from all around the world. Those can also be listened to in podcast form on our other podcast channel called Scary Mysteries. We have tons of cool content for you all around. Thanks so much for the support and tuning in. Hope you enjoy the episode. Every town has a dark side. It's of course always strange when a person goes missing, when it's an entire family, it's even stranger, and when it happens in a small town with a population of less than 3,000, it's almost unimaginable. This is the case of the Jameson family. Bobby his wife, Cheryl Lynn, and their daughter, Madison, from Eufaula, Oklahoma, mysteriously disappeared on October 8, 2009. And since then, many theories surrounding their fate 
sprouted up on the internet and, of course, in the tiny town itself. I'm Andy Fitzgerald, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Every Town. If you guys like this series, then please remember you can always watch it over on our YouTube channel called Scary Mysteries, where it's accompanied by great visuals. Plus, over there, we have other videos about strange true crimes from all around the world for you guys to check out. But right now, Let's head over to Eufaula, Oklahoma, and learn about the very strange disappearance surrounding the Jameson family. In 2009, Bobby and Cheryl Lynn were already in their 40s, taking care of their six-year-old daughter, Madison. They lived in the town of Eufaula, Oklahoma, with Cheryl Lynn's mother, Connie Cockerton. Bobby was working in one of his parents' businesses, a gas station in Oklahoma City, without compensation, but with an agreement that he would own half the station in the long run. The Jameson family seemed to be living a decent life, but that was all just a facade. The marriage of Bobby and Sherilyn was said to be in a bad state, but they kept that mostly to themselves. Mrs. Jameson was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and she lacked the ability to get necessary treatment. So she was prone to outbursts and severe depression, and would lash out at her family when she experienced emotional turmoil. In July of 2009, Charlene's ex-husband from her first marriage took custody of their son Colton, and in September, she was then hospitalized following a failed suicide attempt. During the custody hearing, 12-year-old Colton said he would prefer to live with his dad, and regarding his mom, he claimed that she had seemed very depressed and that she often acted strangely. In 2003, Bobby was in a car accident for which he sustained a back injury that caused chronic back pain. For strange and unknown reasons, the Jameson couple believed that their house was haunted by two or three spirits that lived on their roof and would harass the family. They went so far as to seek the help of a church pastor who they had perform an exorcism because Madison had started talking with an imaginary friend named Emily, who Cheryl Lynn believed was a malevolent spirit. Nikki Shenold, Cheryl Lynn's best friend, disclosed, In all seriousness, that house was haunted. I don't want to sound crazy, but whenever I went there, I felt a horrible presence. I would leave feeling so down and depressed. Bobby was so desperate to get rid of the spirits that he asked the pastor if there was a special kind of bullet that he could shoot at the spirits to get rid of them. He was also planning to exercise the spirits himself with the help of a copy of the Satanic Bible that he had purchased. A friend of Cheryl Lynn said that both of them had conducted seances, which Cheryl Lynn took most seriously. 
These were the reasons why the Jameson family was desperate to leave their home in Eufaula and move onto a large plot of land. Since they couldn't afford to build a house, Bobby and Sherilyn planned to move their storage unit onto the property so they could live out of it. The Jamesons already owned a portable storage unit outside of their Eufaula house, which attracted unwanted attention from the community. For no apparent reason, Sherilyn sprayed on the storage unit such lines as the neighbors have poisoned our cats and witches don't like it when you kill their cats. Naturally, the expected reaction of most neighbors was to avoid the Jameson family altogether. The couple also hired a man to help them around the house without knowing that the man was a white supremacist. He instantly disliked Sherilyn because she was half Native American, and the two fought every time Mr. Jameson would leave the house, and eventually Sherilyn asked the hired man to leave. He refused, and she began shooting at him with a gun. All the more reason that leaving their house and the neighborhood became more urgent. So on October 8th, 2009, the family loaded up their truck and began to drive towards the 40-acre property that they were planning to purchase. Prior to this, they had informed Madison's school that they were pulling her from her class. And together with their dog Maisie, the family of three traveled 30 miles to Reed Oak in Oklahoma's Sam Boys mountain range. It's a small range in southeastern Oklahoma, located in Haskell and Latimer counties, and part of the larger Ochita Mountains. Upon arriving, Bobby and Charlene visited an associate of the landowner, and after that, the family parked and went for a short walk for around 15 minutes, took their GPS unit, and found a quiet spot on a hillside. After they returned to their vehicle, they drove a little further and then, with the truck left locked in the middle of a dirt road, the Jamesons vanished mysteriously. But at first, it wasn't much of a concern to their neighbors because the family was known for their disappearing acts of doing small retreats by themselves in the forest. It was their way of temporarily disconnecting from the world and spending their me time as a small family. But no one knew that Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison wouldn't be returning for good. Eight days later, on October 16th, a bewildering turn of events made authorities take a serious look at the disappearance of the Jameson family. A small group of hunters on a dirt bike track found the family's truck parked on the roadside in Latimer County, northwest of Red Oak, which was about an hour away from the Jamesons you follow home. 
There wasn't any trace of Bobby, Sherilyn, or Madison, except for their malnourished dog sitting in the back seat of the vehicle. The hunters called the police to save the dog, and they initially assumed the truck had been stolen. But when the hunter said that the vehicle had been left there for days, Latimer County Sheriff Israel Beauchamp realized something far more serious had occurred. He then spearheaded a huge search operation and combed the area with over 400 volunteers, horses, mules, ATVs, 16 teams of cadaver dogs, and an unmanned drone. At first, they believed that the family must have gone out for a hike but got lost on their way back to their truck. Police used their cell phones to track where the family had been and discovered that the Jamesons had actually brought their phones up a hill that wasn't too far away, spent 15 minutes at the top, and then walked back down to the truck. However, in the end, investigators' efforts ended up futile as they didn't find anything substantial. During the searches, the cadaver dog teams reportedly found scents near a nearby water tower, which was promptly drained, though no evidence of the missing people were found. When authorities searched the abandoned truck, there they discovered things which would only deepen the mystery surrounding the family's disappearance. Inside the locked pickup were Bobby's wallet, Sherilyn's purse, a GPS unit, items of clothing, the family's ID cards, a cell phone, and $32,000 of cash stuffed in a bag placed beneath the driver's seat. For those who knew the family, it was unusual for the Jameson couple to bring such a large amount of cash with them anywhere. More puzzling was, how did they have such an amount when they were on disability benefits at the time? Was it intended to purchase the property, or was it part of shady transactions like a drug deal? The truck was functioning well, had fuel, and hadn't been in an accident. There was no sign of a struggle either in the vehicle or on the soft ground around the truck. There was no blood and no broken glass, although trash was strewn around the truck. So, what really happened to the Jameson family was mind-boggling. And that's not all. Mr. Jameson's phone contained a picture of Madison sitting on top of the hill with her arms crossed. But it was difficult to decipher whether the girl was laughing or crying, and it was perhaps the last photo taken of the girl before she and her parents vanished. The investigators also found inside the truck an 11-page hate letter, which Sherilyn addressed to her husband Bobby. She accused him of not caring about his daughter, enlisted what she hated about her husband, including him being a loner and a hermit. The explosive part of the letter was about wanting to get a divorce from Bobby, but how come all these leads came to a dead end? The sheriff said, I've gone back and forth on this thing, but my latest theory, based on how the truck was parked and what was found in the truck, I think they were forced to stop 
and got out of the truck to meet with someone they recognized. And I think they either left willingly or by force. The team of Sheriff Bo Champ also conducted an investigation at the Ufala house of the Jameson family, but found nothing that was related to drugs. Connie Cockton lived with the Jameson shortly before they vanished and discounted theories that linked the couple to drugs at all. The police also found surveillance footage from outside the Jameson's home that seemed very odd. In it, it showed Bobby and Charlene walking back and forth around 20 times from their house to their truck, loading items in a zombie-like trance. Sometimes they weren't even carrying anything at all, yet had the same expression. And at times, they stopped and stood with a blank look in their faces. The peculiar behavior in the CCTV video suggests that drugs may have been involved, which Mrs. Cockadan had already refuted. Or the heavy weight of depression and paranoia that were looming large over the family may have taken its toll on Bobby and Sherilyn. The video also showed Sherilyn putting a brown briefcase inside the vehicle, which Sheriff Beauchamp believed contained a lot more cash, making the briefcase a valuable piece of evidence. But that was never recovered, as well as Sherilyn's small caliber handgun. Despite all the discoveries, though, this case became stagnant for four years, until another major discovery was unearthed. Sheriff Beauchamp summed it up best, saying, A lot of investigations would love to have as many leads as we do. The problem is, they point in so many different directions. On November 16, 2013, deer hunters discovered the partial skeletal remains of a child and two adults just 2.7 miles from the area where the Jameson family truck was found in Latimer County. Police were called, and the remains were taken for examination by the Oklahoma Medical Examiner's Office, and they began to do forensics testing on them. Authorities explained that initial searches didn't find the remains because falling leaves potentially obscured the bodies, On July 3, 2014, officials confirmed that these remains belonged to Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison Jameson. But the recovered remains were so badly decomposed, with no soft tissue present, that a cause of death couldn't be determined. What was notable, though, was the skull belonging to Bobby had a small hole in it that was suspected at first to be a bullet wound. But police later dropped this inquiry, although the hunters who found the remains thought otherwise. The identification of the remains had ignited interest in reopening the case, 
which was a good thing. But all the findings resulted to a multitude of theories to arise surrounding the Jameson family's disappearance. And now, murder. Initially, Sheriff Beauchamp surmised that foul play was involved, but when he left the police force, he said, Normally, you can go through an investigation and one by one start to eliminate certain scenarios. We haven't been able to do that in this case. With this family, everything seems possible. One possible scenario was Bobby and his family were killed by his own father, Bob Dean Jameson, whom he said was involved in prostitutes, gangs, and meth. Their strange relationship resulted in Bobby filing a protective order against his father in April of 2009 for threatening their lives over some business dealings. The son claimed that his father intentionally hit him with his car on November 1st, 2008, that the older Jameson was a very dangerous man who thinks he is above the law. There are also rumors that Bob had connections with the Mexican Mafia. But the protective order was dismissed a month later. The father and son also had a dispute over a lawsuit in which Bobby claimed his father owed him a piece of property and two vehicles for Madison. This stemmed from an agreement that Bobby would work at his father's gas station for free in exchange for ownership of half the business, which didn't happen. Bob Dean died just two months after his son, daughter-in-law, and granddaughter went missing. His brother Jack Jameson denied Bob Dean's involvement in the death of Bobby and his family. As Jack said, he was either in a hospital or in a rest home. I just don't think he was involved. He was disturbed at the time, but I'm pretty sure he was not capable of being involved in that. Investigators then dismissed Bob Dean as a person of interest. Fingers also pointed at Kenneth Bellows, that white supremacist handyman of the Jameson family who was at odds with Cheryl Lynn for being a Native American. Their arguments resulted in Cheryl Lynn firing a 22 caliber pistol into the ground by his feet and forcing him to leave the house. But this man had a solid alibi, so police dismissed him as a suspect. But... It's at least possible Sherilyn was included in a hit list since Kenneth had true connections to white supremacists. Mrs. Jameson, 63-year-old mother Connie, also believed that somebody killed the family, but her claim involved a religious cult as the one responsible for the crimes. Without naming the cult, Connie said her daughter was on a hit list maintained by a religious cult operating in southeast Oklahoma. But her allegation was never proven. A simple theory suggested that it was a total accident wherein the family just wandered into the woods but got lost going back to the truck and died from the rigorous mountain elements 
This explained why they left their belongings in their vehicle. And if you ask friends of the Jameson family, they believe that they were kidnapped. They say the perpetrator lured the family away from the truck and then held a gun or other weapons at them, then forced them away from their vehicle and into the woods. There's also the angle of murder-suicide, which was also taken into consideration, considering that a hate letter written by Cheryl Ann to Bobby was found in the abandoned truck. A letter discussing death was also located at the couple's Eufaula home following their disappearance, making Sheriff Beauchamp quip that the family was obsessed with death. You're starting to see now why this case headed in every single direction possible. But still, one of the more popular theories alleges that Bobby and Sherilyn were involved in drugs. The area where they lived and the area where they planned to move to in Sam Boys Mountains were known for drug activities and having a meth lab. The weird behavior and the gaunt appearance of the couple captured in that surveillance video as they prepared to leave on October 8th were also attributed to drug use. And the $32,000 in cash found in their truck was allegedly going to be used for a drug deal which unfortunately went bad and resulted in the family's triple death. Despite, after a search of their Eufaula house, and police finding no evidence that they were taking meth or any other illegal substances, this still seems to be the most plausible theory. Despite all the cryptic clues and plausible theories, Police haven't been able to untangle the mystery of the Jameson family deaths. Plus, the autopsy results were inconclusive, and the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation has not arrested any suspects for the family's murder. This case remains unsolved to this day, so the world may never know what exactly happened to Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison. But we can all agree that their disappearance and death were definitely one of the strangest cases ever recorded. So that's it for this week's episode of Everytown. Tune in next week for another one filled with scary, strange, and mysterious stories. Because who knows, maybe your town will be next.